it's about to go down in a minute let me touch down i'ma get it cause i i i been waiting all night it's game time it's game time on espn central texas here's tom barfield ward white and garrett ross Good morning and welcome. Welcome to the uh, Wednesday edition of Game Time. It is hump day, middle of the week. We are so glad you're with us as we get ready to kick off a uh, brand new day talking sports. Tom, Ward, and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Ward, good morning. How are you? Outstanding. Did you sleep well last night? I did. (laughs) Garrett, how are you? Better than Ward's sunburn. You ain't kidding. (laughs) Only thing redder than than Ward is, is a beat. You got toasted, man. Not that bad. That's pretty bad. No. <laughs> and you're going to pe- – yeah, he's going to do the old peel thing. I mean – No. No, no you don't think? Mm-mm. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I. Wh- where did you go? I mean, uh, were you on the beach? No, I was not on the beach. I was on a track. Might as well have been on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might as well. You know – I was and on I, a turf field and track, and it was – A little toasty? A little toasty. I was just going to suggest or recommend, you know, visor, cap, something. Did they did they not have one? Did, could you, I mean, could I, I'm, I'm telling you. Could I, I have w- gotten w- one? Yeah, probably. Did you feel the heat on you? I no. mean, so you got home and went, oh, look, I've got a sunburn. Yeah. <laughs> I hate those. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't so, really feel it. It was pretty sunny in the mornings, but in the, the afternoon it was cloud cover. So, it, you know. Well, that's it, the worst. Yeah. Didn't even think about it. That is the worst. That's those. That's those UV rays. You ever you ever seen those UV rays? I haven't seen. See, them. you don't see UV rays. I haven't rays. seen them. You never see a UV ray. UV rays sneaky. I think a lot of it may be windburn too. It was windy. Was it? Yeah. So all those world records are you know they wind aided. They yeah. wind aided and didn't get to count them. <laughs> so what were you doing? I was the starter. You were the starter of a starter, track meet. Starter and meet referee. Ah, so did you have like a flag and a whistle and. No, I had a a thirty two pistol. That's dangerous. Intriguing. And yeah. then then you shoot the you shoot the gun off, mm-hmm. and a little white puff of smoke comes out. Yeah, does. You know those I are had about- to wear all the gear. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. You know like because the Acu- well the AccuTrack you have to wear oh, a, yeah. a belt because it has the-, the two signals on it, and then it has a wire that hooks to your wrist. Yeah. And it, and it because, picks up the gun it, because on the backside sometimes they they can't see or hear when when you well they don't when, they don't have timers anymore oh they don't zero so that, timers that's the it's all it's all they don't have com- pickers and things like that no, no more no huh? pickers no timers really it's all it's all aided and so huh. I know the only, this the only thing you have is the the uh, starting clerk and and the starter and the guy sitting at the table. I know this, those, the little box of shells that you were using, mm-hmm. about $65 Yes, for those, mm-hmm. for I those know. blanks. <laughs> Went through three of them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, a, a few years ago, wasn't that long ago, there was, for some, for some reason, there was trouble finding them. Uh, yeah, I had a hard time a couple of years ago to pick them up. It, it, you couldn't find them. And, I mean, they were, everybody was checking everywhere, and they were actually some, some – some starters were going to twenty twos, mm-hmm. uh, not nearly as loud, and did not in, in, without the puff of smoke. Yeah, twenty two I mean, doesn't have the smoke or anything yeah. like that. You so, need you need a thirty two. Well, we just tell you know just gave you the inside on track meets, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of fun. I, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, run fast, turn left, right? That, that's how you coach them up. 
<laughs> just keep taking straight simple. Just keep turning left until someone tells you to stop. Mm-hmm. I could never get into the track. I love it. I was love not track and field. Ask a head football coach how important track is. Oh my gosh. Ask a head football coach what he thinks about track and field. I want all my guys running track. Everybody's on the track team. You know, that's how they they used to do that in some of the bigger schools. Everybody was on the track team. Now, you weren't exactly on the travel team, but everybody was on the track team. That way you could work out after school mm-hmm. and get some running in and, and get some conditioning in. And so, yeah, everybody was on the – every football player was on the track team. Absolutely. But they weren't on the travel track team. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that was left for people who could actually run fast. So, well, and then you had your shot and discus. Yeah, 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 and all that stuff. So, uh, all right. One of the funnest of- things we used to do, I don't mean to interrupt, no, go ahead. the big man relays. You'd have been good at that, Garrett. Man, I don't know, man. I, I was slow. I wasn't wearing those oh, was tank fun. tops. And those it was fun watching the big man dudes. relays. Still see it every once in a while, but don't see it as quite as relevant as you used to. Huh. Speaking of track meets, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm going to double check here in just a second. The Michael Johnson Invitational. It's coming up Th- yeah. this weekend. Is it this weekend? Yeah, I, I think. So. It, yeah, it is. It's this weekend. It's a uh, great track meet. Oh, it's unbelievable! Unbelievable track meet. So the the uh, Michael Johnson track meet. Uh, yeah, if you like track and field, go out yeah. there. So Saturday, you could really have a large day with the spring football game and the track meet. Mm-hmm. I would suggest wearing a cap so you don't look like Ward, but it's your choice. Come on, man. I mean, <laughs> he feels attacked. Well, I, he's walking down the hall this morning. And I looked up and went, oh, what happened to you? So, signs of a good time. Yeah. Good. <laughs> signs of a good time, huh? <laughs> I've, I've, I've been like that, but it hasn't been from a track. It's been, you know, from five days on the beach. But <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, what else is going on? Uh, anything important going on? Last night was the second to the last practice for Baylor football. They'll go again tomorrow. Uh, and then the spring game on Saturday, and that will wrap up their 15. It doesn't seem like they've gone through 15 workouts, but they had. I went back and looked. Uh, the first practice was March 22nd. Mm-hmm. So it's been exactly a month. So uh, it, it, we'll talk about that today coming up. In fact, in our next segment, a lot of high schools have gotten their uh, – their spring football drills underway. And uh, today, Wake, Ohio will have their second practice. We'll talk to Lyndon Hill today, see what uh, see what the objective is for the Waco Lions. Uh, we'll also visit with Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. And I, I was looking, and I want to get into this with Josh, and, and I realize I've been around college baseball a long time. I understand that those Tuesday games – you know, that's when you're going to pitch guys that don't normally, you know, I get all that. But, man, alive, about half the Big 12 teams, you know, all nine Big 12 teams were in action last night, and about half of them got beat by what you would think would be inferior clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Air Force beat Texas last night 14-2. to two. Wow. That's 1-4-2. dash Two touchdowns to the safety. Yep. Uh, Tech got beat by New Mexico. Yeah. Not supposed to happen. I mean. Tech got swept over the weekend. Yeah. They're they're on a little bit of a slide. Yeah. It's a little bumpy. And that was one of the things that we were talking about. And I want to get into that conversation with Josh and and, and us a little later on. When I looked at the Big 12 going into the season, 
back in January. I thought that there could be two really elite teams come out of this league in Texas and Texas Tech. Thought that Oklahoma State had a chance to be a really, really good team. I thought there was three or four teams that were going to really shine. But what I've come to the conclusion now is this league is made up of a a bunch of good teams and a few average teams and a couple of bad teams. Mm -hmm. There's there's not an elite team in this league. Sorry. No. Now, this is April. And you don't uh, – technically, I don't guess you have to be elite until, until May. Uh, but if you're looking for one of those top eight spots where you're at home all the way through until you get to Omaha, you better go to work and you better go to work in a hurry uh, because it, it was looking like – well, first of the year, I thought – again, I thought Texas and Texas Tech would be I thought they top both, eights. I thought they'd both host. Yeah. Not only host, but be top eights where you're hosting both ends, mm-hmm. regionals and supers. But right now, I don't know. I mean, look, they're in the top 16, both Texas and Texas Tech and Oklahoma State for that matter. So I think you'll get right now today, if the season started, you'd get three. Right. Uh, But are any of those top eights right now, today? Not right now. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, and again, when you go lose that Tuesday game and uh, I, I, I don't know. It's, I would say no right now, you know, although I will also tell you that the strength of schedule in this league and the quality of the, you know, of the opponents, uh, it certainly helps. I don't know. I'm just kind of curious. And we'll talk to Josh neighbors a little bit about that. And let's see, Steven Simcox, his team, you, you mentioned the sweep, uh, the frogs and there's an interesting team. I mean, Look, we all kind of were starting to write TCU baseball off this year. And all of a sudden they get it going and they get that sweep and, and they're going they're going pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just a strange year. And, and we'll talk about that with uh, with Steven coming up a little later on the program. If you have a suggestion for how you can cure a sunburn. The CNC Collision <laughs> Center text line is 254-662-1660. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, do you rub? I mean, what takes that heat out of there? I mean, I got an aloe plant, but I'm not giving it to him. <laughs> I like it, but not that much. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, man. Uh, so if you if you got if you can help us out, uh, we got to get that heat out of there. <laughs> so. I don't know why I'm so worried about his sunburn. Uh, 10 after 7, 7 this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we're brought to you in part by Goodfeet, Pro Star Rental, Big Boys Record Service, and our latest edition, Landscape Supply in Spiegelville, Texas, America. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Find Alliance Bank with their several locations in Waco and new location in Temple and let them help you and your business succeed. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies today with a little sunshine developing from time to time, especially in the afternoon. It'll be windy with a 20% chance of rain late, a high of 87 degrees. Clouds increase tonight. We drop to 69 and tomorrow, mostly cloudy in the morning, turning partly cloudy in the afternoon, but still very warm and windy with a high of 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
recently on Game Time. Athletic Director for Baylor University, Mac Rhodes. I think all of the stuff that's going on right now, name, image, and likeness, and the transfer portal, although it seems and feels difficult, and it seems and feels like, you know, the more money you have, the greater advantage that you're going to be at, I still think there's a place and there's a way for us to shine and continue to be competitive at the highest levels. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something, then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. Mary had a little gnat, little gnat, little gnat. Mary had a little gnat that flew around her home. Everywhere a Zevo glows, Zevo glows, Zevo glows, and everywhere a Zevo glows, the gnat was sure to go. Zevo traps use blue and UV light, not odors or chemical insecticides, to attract and trap flying insects. Just plug it in and trap bugs around the clock. Zevo, people friendly, bug deadly. Now at a store near you. The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo. From brand names like Smith & Wesson, Kanek, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16-1182-22462. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Game time continues on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> uh, 7 15, 15, 
15 after 7. Oh, boy, we are off and running this morning. Uh, we're going to get into some Baylor football. Uh, from the CNC Collision Center text line, Jeff says, so Ward, glad you're back, so can you keep Tom in line today? Come on, Jeff. <laughs> but Justin says, <laughs> and don't be drinking that coffee right now, Garrett, while I'm about Uh-oh. to read this. Justin says, if Garrett rubs shaving cream all over Ward, that should fix it. <laughs> wow. I, look, it might, it might, but I'm gonna, I'm staying hands off of that one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll leave that one to Tommy oh, or somebody like that. Justin, that caught me off guard. I mean, we were two seconds from the mics coming on. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's. Uh, all right. Uh, yesterday, the uh, Bears had their uh, what? They got one more practice in the spring game. The um, uh, and then after practice yesterday, offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes met with the media, and you know a, a very a wide variety of questions. A lot about tight ends because the tight ends were the feature position yesterday. When when uh, at the end of practice. Uh, and where they're going there and why, you know, the tight ends are so prevalent in this offense. And Jeff Crops says, because I like tight ends. I mean, that was kind of his answer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the obviously one of the questions that came up is the quarterback battle. And he said he felt like it was still pretty even. Then asked, could there still, you know, because one of the things that we heard the very first day uh, from Dave Aranda was that he, he would, uh, you know, he was hoping that he could name, they could name a starting quarterback by the end of spring. Jeff Grimes says, you know, that's still a possibility. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not looking for it, to be to be honest with you guys. You know, listening to him and watching his, you know, the way he talked about both of those guys and, and the reps that they were getting with the ones and the twos and, and just how evenly competitive it had been. Uh, he talked about the running back. And one of the things that, you know, Ward, that, that, that we talked about is, you know, are you looking for that one guy? And, and, I, and I think he said that something to the effect that he'd like to see one guy kind of be the bell cow and then somebody else kind of work in as the feature guy. He goes, but look, if that's not the way it works, we can we can go with it because he's done it both ways where that, you know, he uses two, three guys. I mean, it, it, it's they're going to decide, they being the, the players are going to decide what, what they're going to do uh, and how this thing works, you know, either – as they finish up spring or going into fall camp, you know, does somebody separate? Uh, but it doesn't sound like, you know, anybody has separated at the running back position or at the quarterback spot. Yeah, I think that that's somewhat unfortunate. But, again, you don't have to have everything decided when you walk out of the spring doors. I mean, you, you'd like to have a good idea of which direction you're going. It'd be nice to have everything solidified. But, again, you still have time in the fall camps to to make sure that, you know, you, you have that guy step in at whichever one of those positions is going to do it. Now, I think it's vitally more important at quarterback than it is in running back. I mean, you can you can use the dual running back system. You can do some things, you know, different formations and different backs are capable of doing different things. Uh, you know, you may have one that's a better pass blocker than the other one. So, you know, you don't want to tip your hand, but you want to have that guy in the game when it's imperative that he's protecting – your quarterback. So, I, I, for me, I'd like to have a general, pretty good idea walking out the door in spring, but I, I don't know that it's imperative that you have that all solidified. And, and I'm not going to put words in Jeff Grimes' mouth 
Garrett, but that that's kind of the feeling I got. I'm like, okay, somebody is leading this thing, but they haven't gotten that separation to the point to where the coaches and the offensive staff for, you know, Sean Bell, Jeff Grimes, Dave Randall, they're, where they said, okay, this is definitely it as we start, you know, day one in fall camp. I, surely somebody is, is kind of leading this thing. You know, there's a leader in the clubhouse, but maybe not to the point to where you're comfortable making that announcement or whatever. I'm well, pretty, and today, I'm sorry, Greg, oh, go good. ahead. I was just saying, like, I'm pretty sure behind closed doors, they already know. It doesn't matter if we know or not. As long as they know internally, that's all that really matters. I feel like they have a good indication of who's going to be the guy. But do well, they really know? Well, I don't know. I mean, possibly. I mean, I think that they sit down and they, they look at practice film and they look at scrimmage film and, and they have an inkling of, okay, yeah, this this guy's definitely making strides if in the right direction. If somebody forced them to sit down today and write, you know, their depth chart, yes, they could do a, that. There's a name going yeah, in that absolutely. slot. They yeah. could do yeah. that. They yeah, could do I that. Agree that. But yeah. let's keep in mind: in today's world, you may not want to tip your hand as a coach. Very, very true. That's a, I mean, that's, that's a valid point, and, and we've talked about that. I mean, you know, I, and he was asked about that. Uh, coach Grimes was asked to, uh, was asked about that. He indicated that it that was not the reason. You know, the reason was if. The competition was there. I, I would say that too. Yeah. Now, now I would tell you this. Uh, he was also asked now that you know the the system's in place. Do you grow your offense? Are there more plays coming? And he had a incredibly interesting answer, in my opinion. I really think that's a big part of our success, and I, I think that our ability to say this is who we are and understand our identity and and. Um, it, it's kind of like when you, as a person, when you really know who you are, it gives you confidence to, um, to do whatever it is that you choose to do in life. And I think the same is true of, of an offensive unit. If we understand who we are, then it gives us strength going into games and we know what we're going to rely on. We know where we're going to lean. Um, I think what it does is it gives us a little bit more uh, versatility in that we might do those things a few more ways rather than adding a bunch of different plays. So. Um, you'll see some things that'll be a little bit different, but if we're adding things, it's because we've chosen to do that instead of something else. So basically what I gathered out of that was, hey, look, we're not going to add 45 plays, but what we may do is we may run some of these the same base plays that we've, we've run all along, but we may do it out of a different formation. We may block it a little different. We're going to give you some different looks of our base stuff. It, that's how what I took away from that. Well, you are going to run your base, and if you're comfortable doing that, you know you look at the opponent and what they do best defensively. You're going to try to disguise some things formationally wise, and you're also going to you may block it different every single week because the assignments are going to be different depending on what the defense does, and that's you know the offensive line is just going to block different against different defenses. So. That that aspect of it is going to be tweaked each and every week. But if you're if you could get your base things down to to a science to where it works and you know where you're going and you know what you're doing, it's it behooves the offense immensely to be able to run like a fine old machine. Yeah. And I think that's I think that was more of what he wants as opposed to 20 new plays. No, you don't somebody, need them. You don't exactly. Need them. Execute what you got, and you don't have to worry about the other stuff. No. no I thought it was an interesting answer. Uh, so, uh, there you go. That's, uh, that's spring football from the uh, offensive side. Uh, I, I think we'll talk defense on Thursday. So, we'll have that for you on Friday morning. Don't forget, we will uh, be uh, live at, uh, out at uh, Touchdown Alley. 
and uh, the uh, Office of Baylor Alumni. They're going to be hosting that big barbecue cook-off and all of that stuff. That's coming up on Saturday morning, and they'll probably start late Friday night. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm ta- after we talked to Blake yesterday, I mean, it, this it's on. It's the real deal. I mean, there's, what, four or five different categories, and, and uh, that'll be going on Saturday morning. Then that'll lead right into the noon kickoff. All of that right here. We'll, we'll start with – with game day live, the spring edition at 11 a.m. and then at 12 noon, we'll take you right into the uh, the kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. And I, I say kickoff; they may not even have a kickoff. I don't know. I don't know the format of the put uh, Ward out game. there with the starting gun. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> Wear a cap. Uh, all right, 7:24. This is game time. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business at 201 West Loop 340, where you can check out a huge selection of new vehicles and trucks in stock right now. And we're talking about brands that win awards year after year. How about the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Quad Calf with total values up to $6,500 off or get a uh, a $3,000 cash bonus or and always get the 2.9 percent financing for 72 months and first responders are going to get an extra 500 dollars off so this is a, an incredible truck and it gives you everything you need from power to performance to towing capabilities and of course luxury we're talking about the 1500 Lone Star Quad Cab Edition, one of the great vehicles, one of the many vehicles available right now at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84, your friend in the car business. Baylor, Big 12 Softball, this weekend on 101.3 FM. It's Baylor and Texas Tech this weekend at Getterman Stadium. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor, Texas Tech, Big 12 Softball. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 Softball every game on 101.3 FM. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitchi Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitchi Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. 
Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. When it's more than just your lawn, it deserves the Kubota Z400. Get a head-turning offer on class-leading speed, agility, simple deck height adjustments, and a quality cut. When you need comfort and performance, then you need the professional-grade Kubota Z400. Right now, get the Kubota Z400 mower for zero down, 0% APR for 36 months. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Texas Rangers started the three-game series in Seattle by losing 6-2. Game two tonight at 840, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Framber Valdez allowed six runs in just four and third innings as the Angels beat the Astros 7-2. They even their series at two games each. They complete that three-game set this afternoon at 530. Baylor baseball has a four-game winning streak after a 9-5 win over Sam Houston State. Baylor softball got a ninth-inning solo homer from Mackenzie Wilson to win at UTA 2-1. MCC softball puts its 27 Game winning streak on the line at Bosque River Ballpark against Temple. That gets underway at 1 o'clock. And the McLennan baseball team is in Temple for a doubleheader that starts at noon. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time continues on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.30. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward-Garrett, we're glad you're with us as we roll through a uh, a Wednesday morning. Again, the uh, Bears wrapping up a, uh, a practice yesterday. They got one more scheduled for tomorrow. Uh, and then uh, the spring game, the green and gold game on Saturday. And, and again, Ward, everybody takes a different approach with their spring game. Some look at it as a glorified scrimmage. Others look at it as a practice. Others play an actual spring football game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they they divide them up, and here we go. Uh, I don't, you know, I guess for every program it's different. But, you know, what, what are the – and I guess it depends on what goals you're trying to achieve with your spring football game. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. What are, you, what are your expectations? What do you need to get out of the spring game? What do you need to see out of the spring game? I, I don't know that – there's anything set in stone that one's better than the other, uh, you know. I, you could go through a a scrimmage, a situational scrimmage, and then play a half if you wanted to, you know, and go back. Uh, if it and some like to to play an entire game. Uh, I, I remember, you know, we used to do a a alumni game where the alumni would come in and play the varsity in an, in a live football game. And really, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I uh, kind of ended the spring with a, a little mm-hmm. bit of a celebration and got a lot of alumni back on campus. And, you know, quite a few people showed up. Uh, I've also done it where you just divide up teams and and have divided coaching staffs and, and go a full game. 
and that's also a, a lot of fun as well. You know, you get that competitive thing going and kind of see them underneath the lights a little bit. So, yeah, I, I don't know that there's a right or a wrong way, but I think your point to whatever works best for your program is a very valid point. You you have some goals that you want to get accomplished in spring, and if, if a scrimmage gets that done for you, then, mm-hmm. then a scrimmage gets it done. And, and you know, you, you may go through spring and you may have some injuries. There may be a lot of things. Uh, you know, and then there's, you know, dividing them up and, and, and having a draft. You've seen that where you've mm-hmm. had a draft yeah. and – and in in you know you, you couple We've of done captains. it that way before yeah, yeah it, and that's a lot of fun yeah and it and it kind of you know lets the kids have some fun as well and some input to what's going on yeah uh we so we talk Baylor football let's uh let's talk some high school football let's welcome in the uh, head coach of the Waco Lions Lyndon Hell Lyndon good morning how are you I know it's a busy day good good ready 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 to roll we just brought our kids in and they just started working out so. It's good timing. Yeah, good so th- this is going to be your second workout uh, of your second season coming up today. What are some of the things that you're trying to get accomplished this spring that you that you know just because of all of the the new the newness of the of the program last year that you weren't able to get done? Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing is we we need to see consistency. Uh, we're trying to <clears throat> we're trying to up the the investment. Uh, and the buy-in to what we're trying to do as well. And so uh, we've added a lot of things this spring as we've worked uh, towards the season, uh, doing a lot more, you know, before and after school uh, and, and trying, to, trying to build that way so we can have some, some uh, investment because we believe our kids, the more they invest, uh, the more difficult it'll be to, <clears throat> to uh, give up that investment, if that makes sense. And so – uh, we're, we're, we're working really hard on that. And then obviously we want to see consistency, you know, when everything's so new in your first year, uh, in your, in your first season, um, you, you don't know how much sometimes is confusion, uh, and how much is lack of effort or, or lack of structure or whatever it may be. Uh, you've kind of got those variables figured out going into season two. Uh, and so we need to see, uh, consistent reps, consistent reactions, reads, things of that nature. And so we're working really, really hard on kind of narrowing down what our kids can execute uh, and, and making sure they can execute it at a high level. Coach, how important is it for you to be able to see that internal competition in the spring? It's huge, you know. And so uh, competition, is, you know, is, is absolutely important to get the push you need uh, to drive your kids to the next level uh, to set the bar higher than they really think they uh, could go or harder than they thought they had to go. Uh, And so uh, one of the things we really worked on was raising our standards while uh, increasing our numbers and doing things to create uh, more competition through number and uh, by skill level. And so uh, we feel like we've done that. Uh, this past year. So uh, we have more numbers significantly than we had last year, and we're putting more on our kids. So higher demand, uh, higher expectation, uh, and then that breeds that competition to where kids know where the standard is and what they got to do to get on the field. Y'all aren't, y'all aren't necessarily just doing the competition right now. You've been able to get these guys up to the Rivals camp in Dallas. You had the lineman challenge recently. Talk a little bit about those aspects and how that's helping build the chemistry and what y'all need right now and going into next season. Yeah, I mean, we just want our kids to get as much exposure as possible. 
Uh, we want them to be around each other. Uh, we want it to be the way we do things as a group. And so we want to build that and foster that uh, growth relationally just as much as we would from a X and O or skill standpoint. And so, you know, we want to, we want our kids to grow into a team, uh, not a bunch of a separate individuals that are, you know, doing their own thing on a Friday night. And so part of that is going to lineman challenges, participating in rivals camps, uh, going to state qualifier seven on sevens that we hadn't done in a while here, uh, things of that nature where they go together and they spend time together and, and they start developing that we mentality. Uh, when, when we've got that done and we've pushed that over the edge, uh, then we'll really start to uh, gain traction in regards to uh, how we're doing. And we're seeing those steps being made, uh, but I, it, 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 it's incremental. It doesn't happen uh, immediately. Uh, you can't force, you know, relationship. It's got to kind of happen uh, organically. And so we're, we're developing that more and more as we uh, go through the, through the year and, and as we get deeper and deeper into our relationships with our kids. Talking with Lyndon Health, the uh, head coach of the Waco Lions. Coach, uh, you, you mentioned the, uh, the competition with Ward a, a moment ago. Is this spring about just the competition and just getting better or are you looking to to build your depth chart this spring so you'll know exactly where you are going into fall? I, I mean, I, I I think it's both. You know, I think we want to build our depth chart. Uh, it's a great measure, especially for some young kids. You know, our biggest class by far here at Waco High is our freshman class, and they have a, a tremendous amount of talent as well. And so uh, there's going to be a lot of guys, I say freshmen this year, but to be sophomores, uh, that will that will play roles for us, and so you know, freshmen, what you put on a kid in their in their freshman season schematically to what they're going to get on the varsity level is dramatically different. Uh, you you give them the base uh, when they're freshmen, and now you know they're working into uh, a the the whole menu is is available to them, and they've got to be able to execute that, and you've got to be able to figure out how much they can handle, uh, and and. Uh, how much they can execute. So I, I think we need to see if those young kids can rise up to the challenge and execute at the level we need them to. Uh, but then it's we have to we have to have an identity, and we've got to be good at what our identity is offensively and defensively. Because if we don't have something, the kids can say, "All right, we can always come back to this." Then we're going to run into problems. So I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest with you. As a coaching staff, coach, what's what is the philosophy behind for you guys why you do the spring instead of the extra week in the fall? I I just can't. The math doesn't make sense to me any other way, right? You get 18 over 34 days. Uh, I, I just, for one week, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I've talked to a lot of different coaches and some coaches, you know, say, I don't know if kids can retain it that long. I don't know if, you know, we can get as much done now because UIL is kind of, loosened up some of the skill restriction, but uh, football seven on seven is radically different than live football. And so I need to see live football. Uh, we may have one of these young kids that can do a really good job uh, playing seven on seven where there's no contact. Uh, and when contact comes, they might be a remarkably different player. And so uh, we, we got to, we got to figure that out. I mean, seven on seven kind of tricked us a little bit into thinking, uh, that football and seven and seven are the same thing. They they are not, uh, and so uh, it's kind of like basketball on grass. So 
I need to be able to know what a kid can do in pads. And I can't plan for the upcoming season, I don't think, and do my job well as a coach without knowing what that kid can do when I'm going to get a power right at them. And and are they going to sit there and take it, or are we going to take it on at the point of attack and leverage it? You can't figure that out uh, with no pads on, in my opinion. So I, I need those practices to be able to uh, tell what we can efficiently execute because uh, high school football is still a running game. I mean, it, we still we throw it a lot more than we used to, but uh, teams are still going to run a significant amount. And so we we really feel like we have to do that to be able to know uh, who can, who can, who can do it in pads and who can do it in a real game. Coastal with the new season comes a new division. You drop to five, a, and then you get a, a whole new district. What are your, what are the benefits of dropping to five, a for Waco high? And then how familiar are you with some of the new district opponents that y'all are going to face? Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> dropping to five, a is massive, right? We were the, the South Garland opted up to play six, a last year. Uh, but as far as enrollment, we were the smallest, and so, uh, you know, in 6A, and so you're talking about 6A with no cap, right? And and so, you know, you're sitting at 2,200 and you're playing, you know, 5,500, 6,000 students. Uh, you know, now everybody's within three to 400 students of each other. And so that obviously makes it a little more equitable in regards to numbers and, and, and depth and things of that nature. Uh, but we're not so much focused on where the classification is as much as getting our kids uh, better at what they do and, and executing. Uh, we're more inwardly focused uh, in that regard. But, uh, you know, we played Colleen non-district last year, uh, so I'm aware of the Colleen's. Uh, I know enough about Colleen Ellison. When I was uh, coaching up at South Grand Prairie, that was uh, some of the district that we were matched up with in the first round of the playoffs. So uh, we had a lot of cross-scouting on, on some of that stuff. Uh, some of those schools that have now now dropped to 5A because of the new Colleen School. And so, uh, I mean, I'm aware of them, uh, but we don't get really far out in regards to prepping for uh, what those teams are going to do outside of the first few games just because things change so much. You know, personnel dictates so much. uh, And so we'll we'll plan for the first couple games in the offseason, but we're not going to get, you know, game seven or eight because – We'll have so much game film on those opponents by then uh, that we'll be able to kind of develop our scheme and, and, and our plans uh, during the season. So that's kind of how it plays out. But to say we're excited is an understatement. We are excited uh, to get where we're at and, and to be able to utilize some of the things that we've gotten this year with the field and, and second year in the program and consistency of kids and staff and things of those nature that we really feel can propel us to the future. Hey, uh, final thought for you here. Uh, talk a little bit about the uh, the new Paul Tyson. I, I know it's going to be a great game facility for your sub-varsities and maybe even some youth football, but just from a practice facility for your varsity and, and what that brings to the table and, and the excitement level for the for the young men that are, that are going to be participating. I mean, I, I can't tell you how much easier it is on the kids and the coaches to be able to walk out the back door of the field house and within 10 steps hit a turf field, uh, you know, no maintenance really required uh, in regards to keeping the, the, the turf up and, uh, and, and keeping everything level and, and safe and not jumping over uh, <laughs> ant piles or 
whatever it may be that we naturally get here in central Texas on grass fields. So uh, it, it is, it is absolutely huge. And, and our kids feel the value of that. I think that's uh, kind of understated a little bit, but our kids feel the value of the investment in the program, in them uh, leveling of the playing field in regards to facilities a little bit. And so uh, we're excited about what, uh, the, you know, the, the superintendent and Coach Love has kind of pushed our way and being able to use that to the best of our ability. But, yeah, it, it, it's unmatched uh, in regards to uh, what we had before. I mean, it is it is a great facility, and we're going to bring youth football back in here uh, this fall, and we're going to be able to really have a really nice place to practice uh, and, and uh, play without having to travel. I mean, we had 20 minutes of travel built into our practice schedule just to get back and forth from the old Paul Tice, especially when the fair is going around. You can only imagine what, what was going on as you're walking over to that uh, Paul Tyson from, from the field house. So this is a lot better deal, a lot better deal. <laughs> hey, Coach, how important in the spring and even going into the allowed practices in the summer are reps and repetition to your team heading into the fall? Uh, it, it, it's absolutely huge. Uh, you, you know, I'm a defensive guy by nature. And so, you know, defense is you've got to know your alignment and your assignment and what you're doing, but it's reactive. And, and if kids are thinking in the middle of a football play, we're, we're in some serious trouble. And so uh, the only way that's cured is by good teaching from, from the coaching standpoint and reps for our kids so that when something happens, there's muscle memory, there's a natural reaction built in to make a certain play uh, because we've repped it enough, like you're talking about. And so that kind of goes back to what we talked about. We've got to have an identity, and we've kind of owned in on what our identity is going to be offensively and defensively. I had a lot of conversations about that this offseason. And so that's what we're building right now. So uh, we're, we're, we're working on things that we're going to do consistently, and they are based defaults. So, you know, if we, we were to have trouble in a game, we can always say, hey, we can go back to this. This is who we are. Let's go play. And the kids have confidence in that. So those reps build that. They know what to do, where to go, and they believe in what we're teaching them. If we don't build those reps into them, uh, then, you know, we're spreading them too thin, and, and they're not going to be able to execute anything. So uh, we're working really hard, but those reps are absolutely huge in, in moving forward. Hey, Coach, thanks. Uh, we know you got to get to practice. We appreciate your time. Best of luck this spring, and we'll check in with you uh, again soon and talk more about uh, the conclusion of spring football, and we'll do that uh, coming up with you uh, as, the, uh, as the month goes along. We appreciate your time today, as always. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Lyndon Hilt over to Waco High, and I, and I don't know if you guys have seen the new Paul Tyson situation. It's uh, nice. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you know, that is uh, – Got a great track. Yeah, that it's just <laughs> <laughs> Of course it does. <laughs> yeah. With built in shade. Uh so it, 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 really a terrific place. And so I, I, I th- you know when look when you're investing in into the program, kids want to know that, you know, that 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 the adults are investing into them. Mm-hmm. And when they walk out the back door of Waco High School Fieldhouse and they see that facility, they know that, you know, so I, I think you're going to see more and more want to participate, and, and that's what it's about for them. They need numbers. Well, I mean, 
you also think about what he was talking about with the, uh, the youth and getting more youth involved and bringing it back and having it at that stadium. It, that brings hope to those little kids to be able to you know score a touchdown there then want to be a lion and, and come out and do it again. I mean, that's the stuff you need. That's what used to be at Wake. Well, and he was the cornerstone of trying to get some youth football going yeah. again uh, in the community. So, uh, look, Lyndon Helt has bought in, and uh, in we'll see how it goes. And I, look, it didn't get tore down in a day. I don't. I don't think it's going to get fixed in a day. So we'll, we'll see the progress. But you had a great point of moving to five A and and uh, in stepping onto the football field with people who have the same type of numbers that you do. Every time they went on the field last year, Ward, you, you know this, they're, they're the, they were the smallest 6A football team in, 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 in the state. And you're lining up against some, some of the elite programs. Yeah. You had no chance. None. And, and I don't care if you had a new coach or, or new whatever. You had no chance. Now I think they have an opportunity to compete against like numbers. And so we'll see how it goes this fall for them. Uh, let's take a second here as we roll along on this uh, Wednesday morning. Let's talk about Morrison's Gifts. Oh, boy, they're going to have some fun uh, today. Today, 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 the 20th of April. Uh, today is the uh, Consuela Trunk Show, and it's going on today just in time for graduation and for Mother's Day. Uh, they invite you to come by and meet a rep from uh, from Consuela and see the new spring collection. Morrison's and Consuela will have the, the Trunk Show specials and all kinds of fun stuff, plus door prizes, and, and you can come have a, a, a cold soft drink and some snacks while you shop and look around. And as always, there's free gift wrapping, and uh, they'll ship to anywhere in, in the world. I was going to say the contiguous U.S., but, I mean, they'll ship to anywhere in the world. Morrison's Gifts is a Baylor alumni-owned business, and they're at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive next to Jason's Deli. Go by. And, guys, you're saying, well, what's that mean to me? Well, you know what? You got Mother's Day coming up. And uh, I promise you, she's going to love Consuela products. And you got a chance to get something that nobody else has. It's brand new. It's the trunk show. It's the new spring collection. So you can get something that nobody else has. And, boy, you're going to be a hero uh, with, uh, with Mom on Mother's Day. It's the Consuela Trunk Show, and it's going on today at Morrison's Gifts. And, again, they're at Valley Mills Drive at Waco Drive in the, uh, in the, in the shopping center there next to Jason's Deli. It's game day live, the spring game edition. Hi, everybody. This is Tom Barfield. Join Matt Mosley and me this Saturday as the Bears play their spring football game. Our coverage of Baylor football will begin at 11 a.m. with game day live presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni and brought to you in part by Barnett Contracting and TFMB, your bank for live. Don't miss game day live, the spring game edition, this Saturday at 11 a.m. on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. 
UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset experienced professionals using only the best materials so for new construction re-roofs repairs or remodels for composition and metal roofs think mcadams and sons roofing first and now mcadams and sons roofing are installing seamless gutters they're insured and an a-plus rating on the bbb mcadams and sons roofing will come out take a look at your roof and handle all the insurance process for you don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof let a real professional you trust do the work for you Put McAdams and Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Texas Rangers started the three-game series in Seattle by losing 6-2. Game two tonight at 840, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Framber Valdez allowed six runs in just four and third innings as the Angels beat the Astros 7-2. They even their series at two games each. They complete that three-game set this afternoon at 530. Baylor baseball has a four-game winning streak after a 9-5 win over Sam Houston State. Baylor softball got a ninth-inning solo homer from Mackenzie Wilson to win at UTA 2-1. MCC softball puts its 27 game winning streak on the line at Bosque River Ballpark against Temple. That gets underway at 1 o'clock. And the McLennan baseball team is in Temple for a doubleheader that starts at noon. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.54, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward-Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Hey, uh, Baylor baseball, a winner last night, 9-5. to five. That's what, four in a row, guys, for the Bears as they get ready to head to Austin to take on the Texas Longhorns this weekend. Baylor now 20-17 and 17 with that 9-5 victory. The, uh, the Bears were trailing, I believe, 4-1, to one, uh, but they had a four-run sixth inning, and that propelled them to a 9-5 victory over the uh, – Sam Houston State Bearcats. Uh, uh, as far as softball is concerned, Baylor went on the road, played at UTA. It took nine innings, didn't mm, it, Garrett? It sure did. And uh, Baylor comes away with a 2-1 victory. So uh, Glenn Moore's team now 23-18 and on the season as they uh, get ready to take on Texas Tech this weekend. Uh, the uh, Astros 
lose to the Angels last night 7-2. And, oh, look, I know this is going to come as a shock, but Texas got beat last night by Seattle 6-2. The Rangers are now 2-8 and eight on the young season. 2-8 and eight on the season. Not going to lose another one, Gary. You, know, hey, <laughs> you don't know. See, I've changed my, my thought process. You just don't want to peak too soon. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, you don't want to peak too early. We had Jeff Wilson on the program, and – uh, what last week? I or, or yesterday? No, it was yesterday. That's right. And, and we had a lot of people on yesterday. Uh, but Jeff was basically, hey, don't panic yet. There's some things coming, and it's going to take a second. And he also lets you know that everybody stay put. Woody ain't going nowhere. That's and Daniels right. ain't going nowhere. That's right. I mean, and he basically said it's still rebuild. They know that they've got. They feel like they've got the the offense kind of in place, and they've got you know their position players kind of set. But, you know, he, he recognized, and, and I think the Rangers recognize that they still don't have what they need when it comes to the mound. And let's be honest, it starts with we pitching said that and all defense. Along, didn't we? Yep, starts with pitching and defense. So, And speaking of which, uh, Greg Holland uh, was designated for assignment uh, by the Rangers after allowing three home runs in five appearances this season. 36-year-old Holland made the he – a, he was a minor league invitee Made the the opening day roster and ten games into it, he's out of a job, so he he's he's gone. And I think you you may see some of that with the Rangers as they roll through uh, this spring into mm-hmm. summer. But again, let's let's kind of get to that forty or fifty game mark and let's see where we are with with with. Ward, you don't want to peak too early. I mean, because what if they went out and started out thirty-five and in 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 fifteen over their first fifty? Then 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 where do you There'd go be from some there? Some people at the ballpark. <laughs> then, then, then where do you where do you go from there? Uh, I mean, that's a good start. That's what you would want. So I don't know. They're two and eight, man. I, yeah, I, They're I, a dumpster fire. They are, and it's unfortunate because I was thinking, okay, you know, maybe they got enough. Uh, offense and enough defense to where they can kind of hang around that 500 mark. It, it's just nah, not going it, to. They've won two. Two out of ten. <laughs> well, you know what? They can get hot. They can they can get rolling. They're on the road right now. Get through these next. Get through the. Hey, get through this road trip. Get home and you watch this team go to work. Mm-hmm. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> So confident. 757. John's got today's Baylor Sports Beat. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, wins for Baylor baseball and softball. We'll give you details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now... We're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-sized weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Join us for the Baylor football green and gold spring game. Presented by TFNB, your bank for life on April 23rd from McLean Stadium. 
Join us for the Baylor football green and gold spring game. Presented by TFNB, your bank for life on April 23rd from McLean Stadium. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor baseball continuing a stretch of six games in eight days. One last night at home over Sam Houston, 9-5 the final score. With the win, the Bears now 20-17 and on the season. They're back in Big 12 conference play this weekend, headed to Austin to play Texas. Games Friday at 6, Saturday at 4, and Sunday at 1. Meanwhile, Baylor softball on the road last night got an outstanding complete game pitching performance from Dari Orm, striking out nine in nine innings. Baylor knocks off UT Arlington 2-1 to one in extra innings. Baylor softball now back into Big 12 conference play this weekend as well, hosting Texas Tech at Getterman Stadium. Here's Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore. Yeah, you know it's it's uh, been a big challenge the last couple of years with them. We've uh, we swept them last year up up in Lubbock and then uh, lost to them in the Big 12 tournament in a game that we kind of had in in our control but let slip away. Uh, I think they're fairly equal to us talent wise and and their records are similar. I think when they come in here, it should be a good weekend. Hopefully, our home field advantage with a good crowd on a beautiful weekend will give us the extra push that we need because we really need to come out of here with two or three, if not all three of them. Uh, we'll do them one at a time, but, uh, you know, we need to bring our A game so uh, we can get the wins we need. Iowa State the same way. So we have some winnable games ahead of us, and I told the girls yesterday uh, we control our destiny right now, uh, but we got to play really well to uh, be in a good position at the end of the year. Glenn Moore and Baylor softball home hosting Texas Tech this weekend. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor Tech Big 12 softball. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, April 28th, live from Rudy's and hear from softball coach Glenn Moore and baseball coach Steve Rodriguez. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life. 
member FDIC. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast on ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. 8.03, we do welcome into the show from the uh, podcast Locked On Big 12, Josh Neighbors. Josh, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, getting through these final remnants of winter here in the state of Virginia with the cold weather. So, braving that out, and then uh, we're good to go. Some 80-degree weather this weekend. 86 here today, so I just thought I'd pass that Ooh. along. So, uh, <laughs> Hey, let's start with baseball. And, and, and I'm going to – I want to get your thoughts on on the conference as a whole. You know, we were talking about it earlier. I, I thought starting this season that there may be a couple of elite teams in this league and, and maybe a couple of even really good teams to go with it. Uh, but right now, I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, and I realize it's April and not May. But I think what we have are good teams, but I don't think we have elite teams. I don't think we have top eight teams that are going to be hosting Super Regionals. Yeah, I, I, you know, the rankings from D1Baseball.com will tell you that some Big 12 teams will definitely have opportunities to do that. But what worries you is is the quality of play. You know, Texas Tech right now has lost five in a row. Texas is six and six in the league, but they feel like they've got the most talent all around. TCU's playing the best baseball right now out of anybody. They've won three in a row in the conference, four in a row overall. And then Oklahoma State, you know, just took the, the lead in the conference and still has a lot of the tough games to play. Lost a weird game to Oral Roberts last night. So these teams, you know, I know it's a midweek game, not picking the best guys, but these teams, you know, they really haven't found their stride. It's good to see teams like West Virginia right now still at 6-3 and three in the league and 22-12 and 12 overall. So, yeah, I, you know, this is a league where there's no, uh, there's no Tennessee in this league. There's no Miami, although Miami did lose to Virginia Tech last week. Yeah, there there are no teams that are really sticking out to you right now. You know, the quality of play comes it just comes and goes for a lot of these teams right now. And I'd say TCU kind of looks the best, but Texas to me feels like that kind of sleeping giant. Is there a team out there that they, I was going to ask that maybe the guy, the team that that makes that surge is Texas that possible team that that kind of gets it all together and starts making a surge here. Yeah, I, I think they are because you think about their pitching staff and then their talent. I mean, you know, they've got the best pitching in the league statistically, the best hitting in the league. And I was talking to our friend Stephen Simcox the other day about this, and he's like, look, if there's a team that could rip off 12 straight and you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm surprised, it's Texas. You would say, oh, well, where's this been all year long? So they've got that kind of ability in them. The question is, you know, can they get it done? Particularly, can they get it done on the road? They're around 500 in the road right now, too. So that's something to watch. But I think you have to look at the Longhorns and say, look, this is a team, talent-wise, pitching-wise, lineup-wise, that can just they can do it all if they put it together at the right time. Let's stick with the Longhorns there, but let's talk football. They add A.G. Hall, the wide receiver, coming over from Alabama yesterday in the transfer portal. With him and this group they've brought in, are they set up to have the best core of receivers in the Big 12 this season? I think without Jai Hall, I think they do. Because um, I really like the Naylor kid they bring in, Isaiah Nair, uh, Nair uh, they bring him in from Wyoming, Wyoming, stolen from Tennessee. 
you add him into the mix with Xavier Worthy, who I think is a phenomenal talent, a really good player. They got some veterans left there, too. You bring in Joel Billingsley to play tight end. You got Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson in the backfield. I think the big question now is, you know, what's the offensive line look like? But as as far as the receiving core goes, yeah, like Quinn Ewers is not going to have any, you know, he'll not be wanting for any weapons. They're, they're making sure, you know, you a Jai Hall now, they're going to make sure that that, that, they, that thing is stocked. I think the big question for me is, you know, Nick Saban was pretty direct in his criticism of both Jaleel Billingsley and Ajayi Hall without saying their names after the Nash championship game and talked about guys not really doing what they were supposed to in terms of preparation and not being ready. You know, there's so much going on in Texas right now. Um, I think there is a certain amount of personality management that's going to have to happen. You just saw, the, you know, the comments last week from Jomo and now – You've got guys like Hall and Billingsley and Quinn Ewers in there. You know, the, the stuff is going to be about managing distractions because we've said this a lot before, but I think more so this year than ever, the talent for them, especially on offense, is 100% there. Like, there is no doubting this group's talent on offense. It's just can everything work together? Can they sustain it for four quarters? And can they drown out the outside noise that, you know, we start hearing the Texas back stuff? Talking with Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked Up Big 12. Josh, we can identify several teams in the Big 12 that, hey, this spring is really, really important for them as they establish depth charts and things when it comes to to football. Uh, Are there a couple of teams that you you look at and go, hey, spring is going to be kind of a – "Quote unquote normal situation for them that yes they got to fill spots because of graduation and players that have that have left but the program is set they're in a good spot staff is in a good place and this is just about going about getting better are there a couple of teams that you can identify in that category? Um, it's it's odd because there's so you know, there's turnover all the time but there's so much transition happening across the board for a lot of these schools I would say. It's it's hard to pick any that are like that, that you know are having normal springs. I mean, I would say Baylor's spring is semi-normal because of the amount of staff retention, so that's good news for them. Um, you know, I think that's that's a pretty normal spring going about your business. But you think about places like Kansas State, where like they can't do a spring game because of the amount of injuries that they're having on their defensive line. You know, uh, Oklahoma State's really banged up as well. I would say one that's under the radar, and we've been saying it's under the radar, Iowa State. I know they had a lot of turnover, but they were able to take the show on the road this year. They were able to take their spring game to three other – well, their spring practices, I should say, to three separate high schools, one of them being in Gilbert, Arizona, too. And I think that just shows great infrastructure, right? You're at a place where you can actually take your team in the spring at a time where there's so much – you know, usually turmoil these rosters and – uh, decisions are being made and whatnot, trying to get a feel for stuff. But they're able to take that show on the road to go other places to do that. That just shows great infrastructure to me. So I think that, that you know, with the weight of expectations off Iowa State, I think Matt Campbell might be at home this season. I feel like this spring was a quiet one for them, and that's just how Matt Campbell wants it. Oklahoma softball took a rare loss to Texas over the weekend, 4-2. Uh, to two. Is the gap closing between the Sooners and everybody else, or is that just a pressure release valve for this Sooner softball team? 
Uh, you know, Tech's a really good team. Um, you know, and I, I thought Haley Bassini pitched really well on Sunday. And I, you know, she actually pitched pretty well on Friday, too, in that first game of the series. But, no, I, I don't think the gap is closing necessarily. I mean, they won 3-0 in a shutout, 9-1-5, and and then uh, 4-2 they lost in that final game. They've still run rolled in 30 of their, you know, 30 plus of their of their games this year. I, I just think you're not going to have a weekend with the pitchings, you know, off like that at times. And also, uh, it was a rough weekend for both Tiari Jennings and for Jocelyn Allo. So I, I don't think you're going to see that happen very often. Um, and I, I think in some senses that uh, having that loss there, it's going to ease some pressure off. You know, I think it's a situation where. They play so many games, and look, they flirted with loss a couple times, especially that one game against Baylor. I think we all remember that one. You know, they had a close one against Utah earlier uh, in the year as well. So I think it's just nice to have the loss behind them. I think their attention now focuses on conference play, and, and they've got a huge series coming up in about two weeks against Oklahoma State. Uh, who is currently, funny enough, number one in the conference right now. Everybody played different amounts of games, but Oklahoma's number, uh, Oklahoma State rather, is number one in the Big 12 in softball. So I think that's something that we should note uh, as we head towards uh, the end of the season. You know, that series, I know Oklahoma will be favored, but uh, the, the Cowgirls, Kenny Gajewski, man, he's done a great job. They're in good position, and that should be an awesome series. On the hardwood, David McCormick comes out yesterday and says, well, I got a national championship under my belt. Now I'm going to enter the NBA draft. Is his, is he ready for the league, in your opinion? Yeah, so it's a great question. Um, I, I think it's going to be for David, you know, while he's an older guy, we saw that things really did go in fits and starts for him. Um, he is sometimes a good rim protector. Sometimes he gets in a lot of foul trouble. Sometimes he was a menace with that, you know, getting to the lane. He loves to get to the middle of the lane, too. He, he's, you can see it from both sides. He likes to have that. He likes to get to the middle and use that really good jump hook, and he's actually got one from both sides. But he's really effective at that, so he's got a skill set of post moves. Um, it, the, just the question with him is consistency. But, uh, you know, I think that, the, you know, there's no reason for him to go back. There's no reason for him to go back. He's accomplished everything he can accomplish. He's not getting any younger. It's, you know, it's probably now the time age-wise for him to go to the league. It's just what can you add on? But he was an elite talent coming out of high school. You saw that talent tone of fruition with the way he played in the end of the tournament. It's just a question of when he's going up against the Rudy Gobert's of the world, the DeAndre Aydens of the world, you know, you know, even like uh, JaVale McGee's of the world, backup guys like that, you know, guys in the playoffs right now. You know, can he guard a – could he guard Nikola Jokic on the perimeter? You know, would you, would you even want to risk having him out there? Could he guard Aaron Gordon's if he's not guarding Jokic's? That's my big question is, you know, what does the defense look like? But he's a really athletic dude. He's actually a pretty decent shot blocker. Now, this is the right time for him. And, and we've been waiting to see the version of McCormick that we saw in the tournament. I, I, think, I think the big question with scouts is, okay, can we take that version? Can we get it more often? And what can we add to it to, to kind of maximize efficiency? And, and let's see what this thing can be as, as him as a pro. There, there are pros and there are cons when it comes to the, the one and dunce. What, what is your opinion on one and dunce? Uh, I mean, I'm fine with it. You know, I, I think um, I'm fine with one and done. I, 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 the one thing I would say is, you know, um, if people are going to complain so much about one and done, maybe making a deal where the kids got to stay two years. I think especially now with name, image, and likeness, um, opportunities to make money. But that, I would, I'm not really that too far in that direction look I, I think it's tough when you want in basketball especially to deny kids a living in football 
you know, the, the rule of having a kid for three years, generally speaking, is something that is good, right? There are exceptions. We have them come along pretty often where a guy is ready to play in the pros before he is, you know, 20 or 21. But I think generally speaking in football, it's good that we, have, we allow kids to physically mature because we know it's a violent, violent game. In basketball, you know, there are kids who are 18 who are ready. And, um, you know, I, I think sometimes kids benefit from two years in school. There's a lot of kids who come out too early to go to the draft. But I would say, you know, generally speaking, um, you know, Kate Cunningham, we should not be keeping Kate Cunningham out of the league. He was ready to go after one year. He was probably ready to go before that. So I'm fine with it. But, I, you know, I, I think the idea is like these kids are going to school. It's, you know, it's, it's not really how it is. Um, and so I think maybe if you were to fix it, maybe go, hey, you can either go to the G League out of high school, maybe you can go straight to the draft. I wouldn't advise that, but go to the G League. Or if you're going to go to college, you got to go play two years. But there are avenues. You can make money playing in Europe. You make money in the G League. You can now make money in college. So there are different avenues. So I would not feel horrible if they went with a two-year rule. If you're going to go to college, you got to be there for two years. I think because you know you'd be able to turn that down. Now other kids would probably just go and play and make money. So that would be a deterrent. But um, you know, I think to make sure we get the good players in college, one and done is fine with me. Kind of keeping on the same subject here, Josh. But for basketball, Big Twelve has kind of been the go-to conference in basketball in the NCAA. One of the best conferences out there. With the transfer portal and the mass exits we see at a lot of Big 12 schools already uh, after the season has ended, do they continue to keep that toehold on basketball, or is this conference going to maybe take a step back because of so many kids or just the mass exits going across the country? Well, it's it's always going to be a challenge. I think the one, you know, with the fluctuation of rosters, I think the one thing that the Big 12 can boast is the quality of their coaches. When you think about this league, and I know they're going to lose OU in Texas, but they're going to bring in some pretty darn good coaches um, as well and some good teams as well. But you've got Bill Self, Scott Drew, Chris Beard for right now, Bob Huggins, Mark Adams. Uh, you know, you go down and down the list, you know, even uh, uh, Oklahoma, Porter Mosier. Uh, T.J. Otzelberger, what he did at Iowa State was absolutely incredible. There's so many good coaches in this league that I, I think those guys know how to make rosters come together. They also know what kind of guys they want. Mark Adams knows the kind of players he wants. Scott Drew knows what kind of players he wants. Bill South can basically get any player that he wants. I mean, not with the, the, you know, the NCAA stuff coming down the pike, but at least right now he can. So I think the one uh, leg up that this league has on every other league is how good the coaching is from top to bottom. And that attracts players. And also they know how to get groups of guys to play well together. Like Tyrese Hunter emerges a lot because of TJ Otzenberger and, and, and the coaching he got. He'll go play somewhere else, but he really flourished under a coach that pushed him every single day. Guys like Isaiah Brockman didn't come to play for guys like Otzenberger. He made him into a star and gave him an opportunity. There, we have coaches like that at the even the in the middle tier of this conference. You know, Mike Boyd's a tremendous coach, tremendous coach. So I think that's the one leg up this league has is that no matter the talent level, you, this might be the second or third most talented conference in terms of lottery guys, or whatever. But the coaching is what makes this conference different than all the other conferences. That's a great point, and I know y'all had y'all's Big Twelve roundtable the other night, and one of the questions that the topics at hand were. Once the, the change happens and Texas OU leave and the new schools come in, is the Big 12 still a Power 5 conference? What was the grand consensus in that? 
Well, I think it is. You know, everybody talks about this who's not paying attention. Um, I've mentioned this before. Like, all the Pac-12 has to stand on right now is Lincoln Riley at USC, and he's not even established yet, and Dan Lanning at Oregon. Oregon's about to make a big, big push to win a title for Phil Knight as he gets older. So that stuff's going to get better. But, like, is the Pac-12 top to bottom is not a better football league than the Big 12 is right now. It's just not. Um, and you, you look at the ACC, too. Besides Clemson, who's propping that league up right now? I mean, Clemson just lost both their coordinators. And, you know, down year last year, 10-win season. But, you know, they, they've, got, they've got some work to do. And they're the ones who are propping up the ACC right now as well. We'll see what Mario Cristobal does at Miami. But this league is, you know, it's, it's got some consistency right now. It's got guys who are entrenched like a Mike Gundy, like a, uh, you know, I mentioned before, uh, you know, I, I would say situation is very solid. We think right now, you know, somebody could come calling from Matt Campbell at any moment in time. But I, I think, you know, with the coaching, with those solid situations, like they are a more consistent, you know, uh, league than, than the Pac-12 is right now, than the ACC is right now, top to bottom. That's why there's still a power five league, in my opinion. You add Cincinnati team that's going to the playoff. You add BYU, a consistently really strong program. You add UCF, a team in Florida. And you add, uh, you know, Houston, who just won 12, 13 games, uh, 12 games, I think, last season as well. You know, this, this league is going to have some more, you know, it's going to be add some, some good teams in the middle class. But I think top to bottom, it's a league that can just hold its own against the Pac-12 or the ACC. Hey, Josh, uh, what are you working on for the, uh, for the podcast? It's quarterback week. We're talking all things quarterbacks. Who's the best quarterback going into the season, the Big 12? Uh, which quarterback's got the most approved sleeper quarterbacks? We're hitting all that stuff in draft coverage coming up next week as well. Hey, uh, we appreciate your time as always. And where can we find the podcast, by the way? Yep, you guys can find the podcast wherever you guys get your podcast, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. You guys can find us on YouTube as well. And you also can find us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Hey, Josh, thanks. Appreciate your time. Yep, talk to you guys next time. You bet. Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. 821, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies today with a little sunshine developing from time to time, especially in the afternoon. It'll be windy with a 20% chance of rain late, a high of 87 degrees. Clouds increase tonight. We drop to 69 and tomorrow, mostly cloudy in the morning, turning partly cloudy in the afternoon, but still very warm and windy with a high of 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank Central Texas is independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. Recently on the John Moore Show. Yeah, we were uh, hoping to get Bob Bowles beyond with us yesterday. Hoping to get him on today. Any I don't excuse? Think it's any excuse not to come on? To skip us? To <laughs> yeah. avoid us? <laughs> going to pretty great something minor like right? not being Big Twelve commissioner anymore, and he decides he doesn't <laughs> want to do the program. You Probably. think it went so far as him to say, "I'm not doing that interview. How can I get out of it? I know I'll resign my job." <laughs> John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. 
You can count on Big Boy's record service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one -on -one customer service at the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post in Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Coaches Smoke at 3.30. Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 3.30 Austin Avenue. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life member FDIC. Hi, this is Brian Reese, General Manager of Harley-Davidson of Waco again, inviting everyone to come see us. Spring is here, and it's time to get your knees in the breeze. All new 2021 bikes are on sale. We have 2022 models arriving daily with over 150 bikes to choose from and a huge selection of certified pre-owned Harleys as well. Harley-Davidson of Waco, located off of I-35 South and New Road, Harley-Davidson of Waco, where you'll never ride alone. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Day 25, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. You, you know, and, I, and I'm, I, I, I'm probably not the only one, but I just, I'm struggling with, with name, image, and likeness. Uh, look, I'm not opposed to anybody making a buck uh, in this deal, but the way it, it, it exploded, I don't know that anybody had a real handle on it. They didn't. I think it was probably – it almost seems like this was stuff that was happening behind closed doors, oh, I mean, and then was. now it's just, oh, let's just bring it to the light. We'll it, just make this transition. Any here. any fundraising, we'll just call NIL. Yeah, exactly. But, but I, I, And, again, make no mistake about it, I'm not knocking on the Kansas Jayhawks when I tell you this story because it's perfectly within the within the rules, but it's not the, it's not the purpose of NIL. NIL was designed to do just that, for players to make money off their names, their image, their likeness. 
this is pay for play. I mean, well, that's all it, all it is now. Yeah, and that's the problem. But how well, do we you, knew that. We but, knew that going in. Did we not say going yeah. in that this was going to be the wild, wild west? The rich are going to get richer, and the poor are going to get poorer because you're going to have some big money alumni want to get involved, and well, that's exactly what's happened. Well, now you have these third parties that are involved. So listen to this. According to the 12th Man Strategies Company, which is an offshoot of the 6th Man Strategies Group that has partnered with Kansas's National Championship Basketball Program, this program, the 12th Man Strategies Program, has launched a 100 club. They are looking for uh, – their mission is to find 100 people who is willing to donate $1,000 a month as part of the, uh, the targeted $1.2 million goal for the Kansas Jayhawk football team. Yeah, the Kansas Jayhawk football team. $1.2 million. Uh, so, they, so they can distribute those funds under the NIL umbrella. It's the Kansas football team that's won 10 games over the last 10 years or, or whatever the heck the number is. I'll give it to them, though. Look, it's more than likely. They're proactive. I know. That's the thing because you're seeing programs like TCU and them who have absolutely nothing going on. At least Kansas is trying here. No, I, I get it. I mean, I, and again, I'm not knocking on them because it's certainly within the, within the, 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 the rules and it's being proactive and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But when – when they said, hey, let's let these guys make some money off of their name, image, and likeness. Let's let these guys go sign autographs at the, at the, at the uh, ice cream stand, you know, in July. And, and let's let them, you know, make some money, you know, maybe doing a car commercial or what. That's what I, I think the concept was. But they didn't care. It's gone now. That that is out the window. They obviously didn't care. They would have put limitations on it, and they said, "No, we're we're not going mm-hmm. to. We're not going to put limitations on this. Well, let's let's just see how it goes." That you know that but, was kind of the behind the scenes. Well, idea that they wanted to put out there is exactly what you're saying, but they knew that that was not going to happen. But they knew that money was going to fly at these players. They also they also knew that if they tried to corral it early that there was going to be lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit because you are preventing me from earning a earning money well then just let's stop it and keep it amateur athletics because it's not that anymore Well, no it's not and nick saban who by the way the alabama had the number two recruiting class in america so it's not about getting good players nick saban says this thing is a disaster it is it's an absolute joke Nick Saban's probably saying that because he's looking at Jimbo Fisher like, you coming for me. That's why Saban's <laughs> well, saying it. It might be. It's an absolute joke. If you want to keep it across the board, then put the kids' jerseys in in the stores around town mm-hmm. or wherever and give them a percentage of their actual name and likeness. Don't tell me that you know, you're just going to put out a Twitter and we're going to pay you $100,000. That's malarkey. Yeah. Or like UCF where they got the, the scanned and all. That's stupid. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. The, the, there's, there's no governing body. In, in, the NCAA is, is uh, and they the, don't. They're care. helpless. They're help. I think the NCAA does care, but they don't know how to. They don't know how to handle it I, without getting sued. The NCAA continues to fall further and further they're, and further behind. They're irrelevant in, in a lot of cases. I think the funniest thing yesterday, and it kind of sums up this whole thing, was SMU coming out with their their. Thing on social media with the gold Trans Am, yep, all yep. roads lead to SMU and lead to Dallas. 
I don't That's get the gold trans am. You don't get it, huh? Hmm. <laughs> I think you would. Oh, Eric Dickerson. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it was funny. Oh, I laughed, and, and I, I looked it's at greatness. it. I looked at it again this morning. They just started giggling. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? It's pretty cool that you can say, "Hey, you know what? We went through the depths of uh, <laughs> with with this thing." But you know, we've come out on the other side, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, why not? Why not have a little fun with it? Well, uh, there there never be another death penalty. Oh That's, no, 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 I mean, no, no, no. They, they yeah. learned from that. That was a huge mistake. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, uh, absolutely. It, 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 well, it did destroy them for 20 years. It, 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 they're still recovering. Yeah, absolutely. They're absolutely still recovering. No doubt. All right, it's 831. We're running a little behind, and Garrett's getting mad, so we got to step aside. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Bears and the Longhorns. Big 12 baseball from Austin. It's the Bears and the Longhorns from Austin. Friday at 6, Saturday at 4, and Sunday at 1. Bears, Longhorns. Join Derek Smith and Max Calderon this weekend for Baylor Big 12 Baseball here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with the ESPN Central Texas Morning Show. And I'm here to tell you that Hurley Benefits has played a big role in helping me and my family with all of our health, dental, and vision insurance needs. Don't have health insurance? I highly recommend you call the experienced and knowledgeable team at Hurley Benefits. They specialize in affordable life insurance, health insurance, dental and vision insurance, Medicare supplements, and much, much more. Check them out at HurleyBenefits.com. That's H-U-R-L-E-Y Benefits.com. UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. Sell your home in five days. The brokerage house guarantees they will sell your home in five days or less, or they will buy it for a price you agree upon prior to listing your home. They're your connection to buyers from not only around Central Texas, but also nationally. If you're going to sell your home, there's only one real estate agent you should trust, and that's Aaron Ryan at the Brokerage House Realtors. Aaron has a proven marketing system that is known to generate offers above market value and multiple offers. For more information, visit 5daystosow.com. That's 5 days to so.com. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Rangers lost at Seattle 6-2. The Astros dropped a home game to the Angels 7-2. Four runs in the sixth propelled Baylor baseball to a 9-5 win over Sam Houston State. 
That's four wins in a row for the Bears as they prepare to travel to Austin this weekend for a conference series with Texas. A ninth inning home run by Mackenzie Wilson was the difference in a two to one softball win for Baylor at UTA. Softball action at Bosque River Ballpark at 1 o'clock this afternoon. MCC puts its 27-game winning streak on the line with a doubleheader against Temple. McLennan Baseball, meanwhile, travels to Temple for a doubleheader that starts at noon. The Highlanders try to maintain their one-game lead over Grayson at the top of the conference standings. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Day 35, welcome back into the program. Game time here on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. And we're brought to you in part by Good Feet, Pro Star Rental, Big Boys Record Service, and Landscape Supply in Spiegelville. Uh, joined now by Stephen Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked on Horn Frog. Stephen, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Let, let's start with baseball. A, a, a couple of weeks ago, I thought TCU may be in trouble of making the tournament, the NCAA tournament, and then they come out and they get the sweep of the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Just as a whole, do you, do you understand what's going on in the Big 12 Conference over the last couple of weeks? Because it seems to be crazy, in my opinion. No, I don't. I can't really make sense of it at all. Uh, you know, TCU, I, I came into that series against Tech really hoping, not thinking, but just hoping, okay, maybe getting back at home. Could they steal two of three from uh, Texas Tech and sort of get back on track? And obviously they did more than that. But, yeah, it was a weird series. I mean, uh, they fell behind 2 nothing early on Thursday. And then Tommy Sacco hit a home run in the sixth to tie the game up at two. And it was like that suddenly just woke up the bats. And, you know, the crowd was really into it. It was a sellout at Lupton each day, which I think helped uh, get the team some energy and some focus back. But, uh, they got it done, and they swept uh, they swept Texas Tech. So now suddenly they're ten and five, um, and with this staggered schedule in the Big Twelve, they they have the series with Oklahoma State coming up um, starting on Friday. And if they find, I mean, it's a tall task because Oklahoma State looks really good right now. But if they could find a way to um, win that series, and suddenly they might be sort of the the odds-on favorite to win the the conference. As weird as that sounds, because as you said, and I, it wasn't too long ago, we were like, man, this team might not even makes the NCAA tournament. But, yeah, the Big 12 is wild. I mean, Texas Tech, I, I know they got walked off by New Mexico last night. Um, I think getting back home will help them against West Virginia this weekend, but they have suddenly hit a little bit of a rough patch. Uh, Texas, I can't figure them out. I think they're talented enough to rip off, like, 13 or 14 games in a row, but they haven't done it yet. And they got beat by Air Force last night. I, I talked about Oklahoma State, and I think they are probably the most complete team in the league right now, but they lost to Oral Roberts on Tuesday, and – um, you know, they really haven't hit the meat of their schedule yet. They have TCU this weekend and then Texas and Texas Tech looming later on in the season. So it's a crazy league. It's going to be fun to see how it shakes out over the last few weeks. I think everybody um, kind of has some issues, and it'll just come down to who can sort of figure it out. But, yeah, TCU, their pitching sort of stabilized over the weekend. We'll see if that continues. Austin Krobe is going to be back at some point, I believe, and that should help them. But, Huge, uh, huge sleeve over Texas Tech. I did not expect that, and it really changed the whole outlook of their season, which is uh, crazy to say that since it was only you know a three day, three game span. But um, they kept it rolling last night against UCA as well. You, you you brought up a great point. 
early in the year, back in February, the three teams that you thought would be at the top, then everybody else chasing those guys was Texas, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma State. And ironically, all three of those teams lose last night in midweek games. Yeah, it's been wild. And, I mean, you know, West Virginia is a cool story. They um, hit a little bit of a snag against Oklahoma State at home. But uh, Randy Mazey has that team playing well. They put a lot of pressure on you the way they run the bases. I'm interested to see what they do, uh, you know, against Tech this weekend. But midweek games, they're always pretty random, Tom. I mean, you know, you've been around college baseball for a long time. It's Tuesday night. You're throwing your young guys. You don't know who the other team is going to throw because a mid-major coming into town, they they see that as an opportunity to get a, a big resume win. Um, so it's unpredictable, but it feels like Texans, they've lost a couple this year. You know, they dropped to Air Force last night. I know they dropped one, I think, to College of Charleston earlier this season. Um, TCU had some losses against uh, UTSA and Abilene Christian. Tech fell last night, and, and they're usually the team because they hit the ball so well that just rolls in those games. Uh, Oklahoma State lost. So those those in-state midweek games or regional midweek games are always kind of tricky. But this year more than ever, it seems really random. And I, I think it's probably about the pitching depth. It's just not there for a lot of these teams right now. You know, Texas um, thought that they had a, a great staff and it, it's kind of been up and down. Same thing for um, TCU. They just haven't had the, the depth on Tuesday nights to always be a factor, but it, it's pretty wild. And I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens here down the stretch in the big 12, but I, I would say we're probably not done with surprises. You know, um, it's, it's going to be pretty crazy the last three or four weeks of the season. Stephen, one of the things that made Sonny Dyke successful at SMU was the transfer portal and specifically at the quarterback position. He has said that with the competition going so well between Max Duggan and Chandler Morris so far in the spring that there's probably not going to be a look in the transfer portal for a quarterback this summer going into the fall camp. Do you, you think that that's going to be a possibility, that these are the two guys they're, they're going to look at and, and not use the transfer portal, and why is that? It appears so. I was really surprised that he said this. I mean, I'm fine with it. I think if, if you believe you have the guys in-house, and Chandler Morris and Max Duggan, then, you know, build those guys' confidence, start developing them, and move forward. But uh, the interesting thing to me, Warren, is he wasn't really asked directly about this when he made these comments yesterday. You know, he was asked about the quarterback battle, and he just kind of went out of his way to say, well, the good news is it, it seems like the the guy that's going to be the starter is here in the room already. Um, so I was surprised that he made that statement just because it kind of – I mean, you can always backtrack, but it sort of backs you in a corner now. Um, you don't know who's going to hit the portal over the next few months, and maybe some big-time QB doesn't win a job or – you know, doesn't like the coaching staff and suddenly is in the transfer portal. And then are you sort of, um, you know, pigeonholed and saying, well, we can't go after that guy because we didn't, you know, we are, we already sort of made the statement that we're going to roll with the, the players we have. Um, so I was kind of surprised that he went out of the way to say it. But, you know, I think it's a good thing if, if these two players are, are playing well and understanding the offense and getting it down. Um, I think the – I would give a slight edge to Chandler Morris right now. But they're getting the reps split pretty evenly, it seems like, in spring practice. And, you know, we'll see what happens in the spring game on Friday night. But, um, yeah, I was I was a little surprised that he made the statement. I think what it speaks to, though, as well, is 
you know, the portal's just like all the big-time quarterbacks have already sort of made a decision. And J.P. Daniels is kind of the last domino to fall going to West Virginia. Um, there's not really many guys left out there that I would say uh, could step in and be day one starters. So I feel like it's a combination of we like what the players on campus have been doing. Also, there's not a ton of good options out there. But, um, yeah, I was still surprised that he went ahead and made that statement just because there was really no pressure to do so. He just kind of wanted to let everybody know that it's a competition between those two guys. So I guess it's good news for TCU fans because it means that um, they're playing well and they feel confident that they can get the job done. Simi, yesterday when uh, Braylon James comes out and TCU's in his top three along with Stanford and uh, Notre Dame, the, he ultimately commits to Notre Dame. And, and that had me looking at the the rankings and going through the 247 sports uh, composite and everything. And I was looking at TCU, their 2023 class right now. You only have one three-star commit, and you're last in the Big 12. Are, are you kind of concerned about the lack of effort on the recruiting trail uh, from the Frogs? Yeah, I'm starting to get concerned. I mean, it's still relatively early, but, you know, the last staff did this too. They would they would start really slow, and then they would add some guys towards the end of the class. But they would always use the same excuse, which is, well, you know, we, it's a smaller class. We feel pretty good about the guys we have on scholarship right now. We're not going to take in a lot of players. Um, but, man, I mean, this, this new staff, like, it, it really felt like what everyone was most excited about is what they could do on the recruiting trail. And, of course, a lot of that kind of got um, upended when Rashad Samples decided to move on to the NFL because he was sort of their lead recruiter. But, you know, Brian Carrington um, is still there. He's sort of their chief recruiting officer. And then um, they they hired Aaron Hodges from Louisville, and he's another big time, like, fully dedicated to, you know, finding talent, offering kids, trying to set a culture there. But, yeah, I, I'm concerned. I mean, I think they're just not – they're not getting uh, the commits you would expect at this point. I don't think everybody has to do what Texas Tech is doing, which Joe McGuire is doing a great job on the trail. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're really casting a wide net. Like, they're just offering anyone and everyone. They're trying to get as many players um, committed as possible. They're trying to build a lot of excitement and momentum about that class, and it's working. I mean, I, I think – you know, I don't know where the rankings stand now, but I know at one point they were, like, but, top three in the country. In the yeah, they're number one. Ranking for the class. Are they number one now? Yeah, they're number one. Yeah, well, so they're doing a great job, and um, I think they have a pretty, a pretty solid and pretty comprehensive NIL plan. Um, it seems like uh, I think it's called the Matador Club. Is they got a lot of money, and they're trying to dish out money to anybody and everybody that wants to play in Lubbock, which is smart and it's cutting edge. And um, I feel like TCU's a little behind in that regard, but you know, there's still time. Like you can. You can still find players. You can still get excitement going. But, man, I mean, it, it seems like you're, you're sort of watching everyone else uh, get get their class together and, and get the talent they want, and then are you sort of just left to pick over um, what's available. And, you know, I mean, kids commit and decommit. Like, just because you're committed to a school doesn't mean that you're going to stay there forever. They could put some players as well. But um, I, I would just say for a – a coaching staff that really prided themselves on, you know, being good at this part of the job, they haven't done a whole lot yet. And that uh, that's concerning since now we're a couple months in. Stephen, what's the biggest difference with Sonny Dykes taking over this football program? It seems like all the video I see and everything I read that the players and coaching staff are having so much more fun on the practice field than they have in previous years. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, it's it's much more open. Like, practices are open. People can come. Fans can come. 
Um, you know, they put out a lot of content on social media, coaches being mic'd up, uh, you know, videos from practice, pictures from practice. They're trying to make it a community experience. Um, kids are having more fun, sure. I think, listen, they're still in the honeymoon phase, right? Like, nobody's played a game yet. Um, I know there's the music at practice is different. Like, the energy, the atmosphere is much different. So, I feel like they're probably enjoying the fact that they're getting a little more freedom. Um, which is cool, you know, if, the, if, they, if he's relating to the players well, I think that's a good thing. Ultimately, you know, we'll see what happens when they hit the field. But, yeah, I think that's the biggest difference is just kind of the openness and the atmosphere there. You know, Sonny seems to be more of a player's coach. Um, he sort of values what they want. He's trying to get input and, and see what, you know, they want, they want out of a college football program. I think they're trying to reach out to Fort Worth and to uh, Dallas as a whole and kind of be DFW's team. Um, that's, that's the brand they're trying to put out there is that they're the team of the Metroplex. And I think that's smart, you know, as much as you can make connections with those local high school coaches and local high school players, there's a ton of talent there. Try to try to tap into that. But yeah, I would just say it's the, the energy and kind of the openness. He's much more available to the media. Um, you know, players have been talking really all through spring practice, which is kind of an uncommon thing. And uh, everyone's excited about it. So, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, I'm curious to see what the spring game's like, too, because Coach Patterson was always very, very secretive. You know, he didn't want to show hardly anything. They would always kind of sit some guys out and have some um, sort of mysterious injuries right before the spring game happened. He just didn't want uh, anybody to get a good look at what they had on campus. But uh, I think Sunday's going to be much more open about, you know, the talent level there, and it'll be more like a spring game instead of just uh, – a kind of open practice for the public. All right, uh, what are you working on for the uh, for the podcast? Yeah, we're talking about that QB issue uh, that Ward brought up. Just kind of Sonny Dyke saying that he's um, he's got the guy there in house. So that episode's going to drop today. Uh, plenty of baseball and basketball coverage as well, and it's locked on Horn Frogs wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on YouTube now, if you'd prefer to watch that way. And Thanks as always, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Talk to you soon, Stephen. That is uh, Stephen Simcox from the podcast Locked on Horn Frogs. It is uh, 848 where it does a minutes in front of 9 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. And uh, the grab bag, a final word, is coming up next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us for the Baylor football green and gold spring game presented by TFNB, your bank for life on April 23rd from McLean Stadium as coach Dave Aranda and the Big 12 champion Bears wrap up spring drills. Join J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for the spring game broadcast beginning at noon on April 23rd here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. 
Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post in Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Coaches Smoke at 330 Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 330 Austin Avenue. Avenue in downtown Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Rangers lost at Seattle 6-2. The Astros dropped a home game to the Angels 7-2. Four runs in the sixth propelled Baylor baseball to a 9-5 win over Sam Houston State. That's four wins in a row for the Bears as they prepare to travel to Austin this weekend for a conference series with Texas. Ninth inning home run by Mackenzie Wilson was the difference in a 2-1 softball win for Baylor at UTA. Softball action at Bosque River Ballpark at 1 o'clock this afternoon. MCC puts its 27-game winning streak on the line with a doubleheader against Temple. McLennan Baseball, meanwhile, travels to Temple for a doubleheader that starts at noon. The Highlanders try to maintain their one-game lead over Grayson at the top of the conference standings. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grand bag on game time. All right, 8:53. We're seven away from nine. Coming up at nine o'clock, it's Greeny. At three o'clock this afternoon, it'll be the John Morris Show, and then at four. Uh, it'll be Matt Mosley right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, coming up tonight. Uh, pre-game at 8, so uh, make a pot of coffee, but uh, pre-game's at 8. <laughs> <laughs> and then first pitch is at 8.30. It is Take Texas, a nap. <laughs> Texas and Seattle. And this may be the start of the of not losing a game for the next 20 or 30 Good games. Grief. What was in that cookie you just ate? I, I don't yeah, – it's by, <laughs> by the way, Mike Gray from the uh, Animal Humane Society, uh, Central Texas Humane Society, just came by here. He baked – he said he baked them. And, and I'm – you know, if he did – that's a heck of a job. He baked some chocolate chip cookies, and, well, they're outstanding. So, anyway, uh, Rangers and Seattle tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas. Look, if the if the McLennan softball team can win, what, 27 in a row, then uh, the Rangers can. No, they can't. No, <laughs> no. 
So what? What is the biggest Stop number? Stop you right there. Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do they win a game on this road swing? No. Yeah, yeah, they'll win tonight. They're, they're gonna win tonight. Yeah, they'll win tonight. Now they're they're not gonna have a winning road trip. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I'm just trying to see if they squeak out with like two wins or something. They could go two. They could they could win a couple of games on the trip and and then come back home. And when they come back Pigs home, can fly too. When they come back home, they're gonna be on fire. You gotta have faith. Look, Ward, we got 162 of these. Oh boy. We we can't just start. Well, I guess we can, but. You got to have some faith. You got to hang in there with them. Anyway, we got to go. Greeny's coming up at 9. We'll be back in the morning at 7. Thanks to Lyndon Helt from Waco High, Josh Neighbors from uh, Locked on Big 12, and and thanks to Stephen Simcox from the uh, uh, Horned Frogs uh, uh, podcast, Locked on Horned Frogs. So we'll do it again in the morning at 7. Have yourself a great day. And uh, for Ward and Garrett, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening.